Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this special episode of Arepas and Progies. I'm your host, Dwight, and my wife is helping my aunt right now doing Texas, but I got a young lady next to me. It's my mother, and it's her birthday, so I figured I'd do a special little podcast with her. So, you know what, let's get this podcast started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this special show of Arepas and Progies. I have my mother in the house. Say hello, Anita. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm doing all right, Ma. Well, the reason why I have my mom on the show is because tomorrow, tomorrow is a special day. I wonder what day it is. I have no idea. It is my mother's birthday. She will be... Oh, I be 15. <laughs> no, she's not going to be 15. Hmm? 15 times. <laughs> 15 times a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to have a special little podcast with my mom. Uh, on, at the table, I do have my wonderful wife um, and my aunt, Albita. They were in the episode one of Arepas and Progies. Uh, you can reach us at... Um, arepas and pro, uh, arepa progi at gmail.com we would like to hear from you and uh, any type of insight and if you want to shout my mom out and say happy birthday to her you know what that'd be cute too um, but like I said um, it's uh, glad to have her here on the show so mom you were here for the house when we opened the house and everything that's going on uh, what's new what's going on I haven't gotten the vaccine. No vaccine yet. No. And I think it's because um, my age, they wait. They are waiting and waiting to see if they don't waste the vaccine on me. Why would they think they are wa- wasting a vaccine on you? Out of curiosity, what is this paranoia that you have? No, it's no paranoia. I think the government hasn't set up things the right way. And even though I am a risky person to have without a vaccine, and this is the time I was hoping to have a good birthday having a vaccine where everybody in my family did have a vaccine, but I didn't get it. Now, uh, I am aware, my wife and everybody else in the, my family is aware, but can you explain to the listening audience why you feel the nece- it's basically mandatory for you? It's a moral imperative for you. Uh, I'm going to say that honestly. Can you tell the listening audience in your own words why you need the COVID vaccine and Yeah, why you need it. Okay. Tomorrow, I'll be 78. I have to admit that. You're a spring (laughs) chicken. Yes. (laughs) And I have leukemia. Okay. And I have um, lignatz cancer. I have a skin cancer. 
and I have a heart problem too, mm-hmm. and I have some other the things, and uh, my immune system is all the way down. The doctors told me not to go to any place. I have to stay home, and I have to ask anybody to bring the food to my home because I can go out. And it's already March. Um, they didn't organize the things that I thought they should be. First, everybody knew that we were getting a vaccine, and the governor should have told everybody, all the mayors and counties and whatever, that they were getting the vaccine. And they didn't organize anything. Everything is so disorganized. As soon as I knew that the vaccine was here, we registered with the state of New Jersey to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. When the time passed and nobody answered, we didn't hear anything. I hear everybody were vaccinated. Then we start looking. We registered with the, the... hospital near me, I didn't get any calls. And then I hear in the news that the Mammoth County was getting a vaccine. So then I says, I have to register with Mammoth County. I did that. And they, they says, oh, you, we are going to get you the vaccine when it's time for you. Well, they are already vaccinated in 65 and older, and I am already 78. Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, the wife and I have already been vaccinated. You know that. We've gone for our first and second round shots. Um, I and my wife have gone out of our way to look for vaccinations. We've gone all over the county, all over the entire state looking for vaccines for you. We've put ourselves on waiting list for you. Even the small town that I live in, they're asking, oh, well, if you're 65 and older, can you know, let us know and we'll notify the people out there that uh, you need desperately need the vaccine. And, you know, we've done everything we could. And, you know, and this is going on since, what, the mid- middle of january Uh now we're you know literally march 5th here and still nothing and the problem is is uh people like you who are immunocompromised i'm a person who's immunocompromised as well but you're 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 without the vaccine the problem is is that uh if someone sneezes around you you have to like run for your life if someone coughs, you have to run for your life. And it's really, honestly, it's not fair. Uh, I just don't think it's right. I mean, we have been basically, uh, well, you and my aunt, thanks to my aunt for assisting and taking care of you for during this time when, you know, I uh, am unable or incapable of doing so. But it's like you've been locked down 
for almost an entire year. An entire year of you being unable to live your life in fear that if someone sneezes, coughs, or something like that, you're going to die. Now, my thing is, what is your thought process? I mean, I understand. Let's let's step past the COVID, but let's 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 talk about how has it been for you for this entire year? Well, even though a lot of people don't talk about depression, I have been very depressed about that because I can go to the stores, I can do the things that I um, I was able to do. I even have an appointment in New York for a bone marrow a biopsy or something else that they are going to do in Columbia Presbyterian. But I have to cancel it because I know that they have the um, virus going around and I don't want to, I know that I, I would die soon but I don't want to die of COVID. So I have to cancel my appointment, which is very important for my health. But what can I do? No, I hear you. Like, uh, what's amazing, and uh, I'm very, you know, very happy and thankful that my mother-in-law, she just recently got her second, you know, shot for a vaccine, so she's vaccinated, which I'm happy. Uh, She does have cancer as well. Uh, she's not the most fit individual. So she's one of these people who are immunocompromised just as yourself. Um, my only concern is, is like, how is it possible that you're living your life every day just shut in? You're like a hermit. Yeah. Uh, what I think is funny is that I have friends who out there who are like, oh, my God, the wa- world is going to end. I'm going to catch the COVID. I'm going to die. And these are like middle-aged people to younger and they ended up getting the COVID, just being a shut-in. They just refused to leave their house, and they end up getting the COVID. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing, and it's a testament to you and a testament to my aunt, who you've been shut-in. Here and there, you have to go to your doctor's appointments. You have to do these other things that make sure you take care of yourself. But you, fortunately, have not come in contact with anyone or even with the virus itself. Well, I take good care of me. I don't allow anybody to come home. I don't want any visit, not even from my brothers or sisters or uh, sisters-in-law. I don't have anybody. The only one who comes to my house is my sister, who's 76. <laughs> and she's she, upset now that you told her <laughs> secret like <laughs> nobody's supposed to know and she should have the vaccine too but none of us have it so i don't know what i do like here's my question for you because you know you're seeing me now because i don't i've had the vaccine well i am so glad that young people are getting it don't get me wrong i right. am i am very, very you're not happy. selfish you're just no. like listen it's my time please let me get my shot so i can live my life yes well my question is because you've been in isolation you haven't had really anyone around you this is just just a simple question and you can just say hell no or yes with people who end up having the vaccine in your immediate family, for example, myself and my wife, I see you're here. That's a bravo. Thank you for being here because mm-hmm. you know 
Yeah. If I get it, I'm dead. Yeah. Um, but other family members, we, you know, I've, I'm learning that I had a couple cousins that are now getting the vaccine, a couple uncles, a couple aunts are getting the vaccine. Because no one could get into your house before, are you now going, if they've had their second shot, are you going to be allowing them to come into your home? If they cover their faces, then I'd be happy to have them. I even celebrate for them. Because if I don't go out, how can I get the... the so as long as they're messed up in your own home, even yes. if they had the vaccine. Yes. Okay. Okay. That, that was a little concern for me, but at the same time, it's like, it's slight overkill. I'll be honest with you. Slight overkill. But it makes tons of sense. You know, like my major fear is uh, not them wearing the mask, it's them washing their hands. Well, wearing the mask is very important to me, too. Oh, no, no, I understand that. But my and thing is I most, what people don't understand is, uh, to the listening audience, I am a student nurse. I've been studying nursing for quite some time. And the number one thing they teach us in nursing school, and this is it, any nurse will tell you the same thing as I'm telling you now. The number way to prevent, number one way to prevent all infection is washing your hands and not just all little drips and drab. It's taking 20 to 30 seconds thoroughly to wash your hands. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, it's nice to wear a mask, you know, if you have your second shot. Mm -hmm. But what's really going to make a real difference is washing those hands. I know that most of, also, but the problem is also that I am a very social person. Yes, you are. And uh, I play Majon, I play bridge, and if I were going to, ha if I were having a vaccine, I could have people playing with me, and I could be doing things. Also, I like to volunteer. We volunteer. We like to do work, but. The way I am, I just consume in my house. Now, here's just a funny question. I'm glad you brought that up because I really didn't think about it. Um, prior to the COVID issue uh, around the world, this pandemic, uh, you, you like you said, you were a social animal. You'd go out there, associate with other people. You would uh, go to the local senior center. You would do yoga, strung bones, Pilates, do some line dancing, and then afterwards you would play mahjong. Uh -huh. uh, and then I went to all over to play bridge. Okay. My thing is, if and when you get vaccinated, mm -hmm. are you going to feel comfortable enough to go back out there again and start playing mahjong? and bridge and going to the local senior center and start working out like you did previously or are those days done? No, I still can do that. I, uh, the first thing I would do is having people playing mahjong with me at in my place. Not that many people, only the four people that I play. But you wouldn't but go back to the senior center. That's that's my main focus. Like, I, would you go back to the senior center and associate? When they, I'm saying after after she gets her COVID shots. Well, when they when the CDC says it's all right to go to places, I would be happy to keep on going. 
because I am no person who's going to sit around. So for people who don't know, I was debating my aunt in the background. She doesn't have a microphone because she's busy doing her taxes. But my my thing is that I don't think they should open up senior centers no. unless uh-huh. the seniors walk in with proof that they have the the first and, first and second shot. Not just the first shot, but it's mandatory to have the second. See, I, I just... If... I just don't know how the people in government works. Because if I were me, they would fire me immediately. I don't know where the major is. They know how many people are in the senior center. They knew that we have insurance, how many uh, seniors were there. Why did they, they didn't collect everybody and they go to this place and get the vaccine? Unfortunately, it's mm-hmm. just the way the rule the the way the governor set up the rules. No, um, no, it's not the government. It's the small governments that they are not doing the job. I know that we get a major from my town going to the senior center, and um, when I see him or her. I am going to tell them that I am very unhappy with the way they work. All right. Well, just so you know, like the the wife and I have been constantly searching. We haven't given up our fight for you. I know, and I thank you for it. You know, we, you know, you know, it's kind of funny. Like the wife and I were the first ones to, you know, when we saw, oh, sign up, we were like, okay, fine, let's sign up, let's see what happens, and we were the first ones in in our immediate family and Uh extended family. Uh, what people don't know is that uh, my gr- I <laughs> am my only child through my mother, but my mother is one of 14 children from my grandmother. So with that being said, I have a lot of family members, a lot. Now, some have come down with COVID, and that's mostly in Latin America, but not here. Here, I think we've been a little bit more uh, lucky. Yeah. I consider myself extremely fortunate because uh, I work outside. I have to constantly be around people. And then on top of that, I have nursing school where I have to deal with people and patients in general. It's been extremely difficult and tedious for me. Well, I think this, and I also don't like when people don't take seriously this disease because... um, the ones that they don't use the mask and help, they are killing the rest of the people, and they don't see it. And I think that everybody should be educated. This is not just the flu. It's a virus that is terrible, and uh, they have to read from 1918, uh, how many people died then, and we have over here more than a half a ma- million people just in this country. So it really is that people are not educated, that they don't care about anybody, everybody cares about themselves, no anybody else. I think also it's a key, clear sign that they people don't put up themselves in other people's shoes uh-huh. um mm-hmm. i'm a person that 
I, I not, I'm not going to say I'm pro mask or anti mask, but I'm like, what does it hurt? It doesn't, it shouldn't hurt putting on a piece of fabric across your face, you know, to wash your hands. It doesn't hurt. No. My thing is that, um, I'm not happy with the lockdowns and to still having a, a, a extended year long lockdown when we were promised no more than 15 days. It's, it's, it's unfair, but at the same time, I understand for people like you who are immune compromised and basically any type of illness, it, it, it may be your last illness. Absolutely. But so then I, mean, I look from Kevin and say, who was the one who killed me? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, see, that, that's the positive note I want to leave this show on, but no. <laughs> Uh, like, I'm happy that you're still mm-hmm. positive. I'm happy that, you know what, today is your birthday. That no, tomorrow. Tomorrow, but we're calling it today. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so today's your birthday, and uh, I'm happy you're still here, um, even though you've gone through so much that uh, you get that leukemia, you have the skin cancer, you have the heart issue, and other stuff that, you, you know, that I'm not going to broadcast over a podcast, but... To me, I, I consider it a, a true testament of discipline, uh, following the rules, and doing what you think is right so you don't have it. And no, going for, I mean, for me, but anybody else. Uh, bravo. But it's the fact that, you know, it, it's been a full year that this thing has spread mm-hmm. throughout our entire world. And you are one of the few people who still doesn't who doesn't have the vaccine and doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. And let's hope that you continue not having the illness. Okay, and hope and pray that when this podcast goes out there, that I'm praying that the governor of the state of New Jersey hears this and knows that my mother, you know what, she's a good woman. She needs this vaccine to live. I have my aunt who's taking care of my mother. She also needs this vaccine to live. These poor women are shut in in their houses. They cannot do anything because you have done nothing. You have failed my family. You have failed my mother and my aunt. I'm irate. I'm angry, but there's nothing I can do. But smile every day knowing that my mother is alive and she is COVID free. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to bring it down to a negative note, but I have to be honest with you. I want to say happy birthday, mom. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. Everything you've done for me. I know there's a lot of things that I don't say, but hopefully I don't have to say, you know, hopefully I don't say them before you go to heaven. Okay. I love what do you mean? You're <laughs> killing me already. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the show. You can reach us at arepaandprogi at gmail.com. All right? We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you, Renata.